In this week's episode, I will be sharing a story of when I had the absolute worst mom guilt and just letting you know that you are not alone in these scenarios when they do pop up. If you are not a mom, maybe you're a stay-at-home dad, this will still apply to you. Even if you're a grandparent and you're having guilt around you know, past things that have happened to you with your child or maybe not being able to spend enough time with your grandchild, again, this episode may also have you know, that little bit of correlation between the two. You don't just need to be a mom to have guilt. Dad guilt, grandma guilt, all of those things. And if you are not a parent at all, you never know. Maybe you can take something from this episode and just feel heard and seen if there's other aspects of your life that you maybe are feeling guilty about. And yeah, so continue with the episode. Welcome to the Booty and Bougie podcast. I'm your host, Taylor. I created this podcast for a space to talk about all things fitness, health, and wellness from my personal experiences to what has helped my clients, as well as a little mom life chats from the good, the bad, and the struggles. Sit back, grab your cozy blanket or your favorite drink, and let's get into it. Today was such a perfect day to have this conversation. The last few days, I've been feeling super irritable, not really feeling like I'm able to handle my emotions as well. Definitely not been as patient as I typically am. Realize I'm almost to my period. And in this kind of window, I've still been in the journey of like healing my hormones. So don't feel as bad as I used to. Used to feel like I was in a black hole and just was sinking is like the best way that I can describe it. Now I don't feel that as much, but there's still those other things that I notice that I'm a lot more conscious about and have leveled out since I've not been on the pill. But there really wasn't anything that had went on during the day to cause this irritation to give some context. I had actually woken up earlier than I typically would have. I have a class on Fridays that I teach, when Jordan's home for, I normally don't have to take Aria to the gym with me. This day in particular, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to go to the gym before I teach my class so that it's done for the day. I don't have to come back. I don't have to go after because he was going golfing. It just made sense and made things so much easier. Since I had woken up earlier, I had time to have breakfast, watch some TV, lounge on the couch, was even able to have my coffee before I went upstairs and got ready. It was just a blissful morning. Had a great workout, was able to actually do my cardio even, taught a really great class. The energy in the class was super great, super energetic. So it just filled essentially my cup for the day because it felt great. Like I had this long three hours of not taking care of this little human I just got to focus on myself. It was great. Didn't have to make different arrangements to, you know, for childcare. Didn't have to like try and get this child out of the house before nine. All the things. I come home. First thing I walk into is Aria crying, having a little freak out. This freak out was 
what I would say is a very typical freak out from a three-year-old. Just not really quite grasping the conversation, thinks you're saying no, but in reality you're asking them to do something else prior to doing that, you know? She had put makeup on her face. She has just random miscellaneous makeups, whether they're like empty tubes of my concealer. She's gotten a few like eyeshadow cheap palettes that I let her use. She has some makeup brushes. Some point in the morning she had, I'm assuming probably after they ate. Again, I wasn't there, so I don't really know. She had put some of the makeup on her face. She wanted to play with our VR. It's that virtual reality if you are unsure of what it is. She loves playing mini golf. Her and Jordan bond over it. They have such a fun time together doing that. Since her face was dirty and had makeup on it, he had just simply asked, hey, can I go take you to wash your face or do you want to do it yourself? We have to wash her face before we put this on. That way it just won't get the VR dirty. Makes total sense, right? He's just simply asking her to wash her face. For whatever freaking reason, she thought her world was ending and that he was saying no and that she couldn't do this. I was like, whoa, whoa, what is going on? I was trying to reason with her, but when they get to that point, there's sometimes no reasoning with her. I tried talking her down a few times being like, you know, daddy says you can play it. We just have to wash your face. That way you're not getting it dirty. Probably saying the exact same things that he was saying. I eventually end up getting her to wash her face. She plays VR. All is good and well in the world. She got her face washed. She got to play the game. She calmed down. All good. Jordan ends up going golfing to hang out with some friends. And he's been loving golfing recently, which is super great. We get ready, make some lunch, sitting down, having lunch, then kind of get into that fast paced rhythm. Once we're done lunch, get ready, clean it up, start doing my Friday daily cleaning chores, cleaning up the bathrooms, doing like a load of laundry. Then comes the five zillion questions. Mom, can you do this? Mom, do mom help me do this? Mom, can you play this? Mom, can I have a snack? Mom, can I do this? Mom, can I have a bath? Mom, 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 mom. And something in my head just started ticking. And I was like, what is going on right now? And I just had so much frustration building up inside me, which is why I ended up checking my flow out because I was like, hey, what the hell? I'm not able to handle my emotions like I typically would. And I was like, why am I being like this? Like, what is going on? What is wrong with you? And it is so hard some days. We are all going to fluctuate in our emotions. Our toddlers, our kids, any like our babies, each day is going to be different. And it's the same with being a parent and being a mom. Those days of not being at our normal 100% are the days where we end up having guilt and we're feeling bad for ourselves. We're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why am I not able to, you know, regulate my emotions like I typically would? I had all this time in the morning. Why now am I having frustration after spending like two hours with my kid? What's wrong with me? And in these times, I honestly believe when the guilt pops up or when the frustration pops up, it's because we give so much to our kids. We want the absolute best for our kids. 
We want them to grow up and be everything that they can possibly be. And we want to make sure that we're giving them everything that they possibly can want or need. And we love them to our absolute max. That in those times of not being quite 100%, we beat ourselves up because of that. And it comes from a place of such love and of wanting so much for them that that's when we get down on ourselves which is why I wanted to share a story of when I had the absolute worst mom guilt. This honestly was probably the worst mom guilt I've ever had in my years of being a parent. I had a one time when I was postpartum that I had very bad mom guilt, but it was also the change of being, I think we all know this, there's no rule guide of like being a parent So when you become a parent, things are a lot different than even what you see on social media or what the doctors say is going to happen. And I remember a time then where I did have mom guilt because I was like, this isn't what I expected. I didn't expect I would be this person as a mom. I thought it was going to be this blissful, happy thing. And it wasn't that. So that was a reality slap and a mom guilt. And then a different seasons happened and I learned from it. All good. This specific time happened more recently and I feel as parents as moms I especially know in the side of being a mom we don't just get mad right away it's not just like one thing that happens and we freak out it's normally a stepping stone of other things that have happened for an example let's say your kid's yelling at you Your kid's constantly asking you to do something even though you have already maybe given the day of what it's going to look like. They aren't doing this or they wrote on the wall and then a little spilled milk is what throws you over the edge. It's normally not something that's that big of a deal. It's all the other things that had happened that makes it a big deal. This time we were at an event where the people that Aria was around, the other little humans, were closer together than what she was with them she has one specific friend that she is super close with they get along really well they play really well together these ones are a little bit older than her they like I said just are a lot closer I was finding every time I looked over at her she was constantly running after these kids not really being included and just chasing after them and This is stepping stone number one. I started feeling guilty. I was that kid that would always constantly chase after kids in elementary school, never really fit in in the groups that I was with or just always felt super lonely. And that was like one of the things I hated about school. Seeing her running after these kids just built up this guilt in me that I was like, I don't want her to be like that. I don't want her to feel that emotion. Anytime she would come up to me, I'd be like, you know what, sweetie, I know that they, like, you aren't able to play with them because maybe she was coming up to me saying, I can't remember, but lots of the time she'll be, they don't want to play with me in any other circumstance. So they were saying things like that and, or maybe just weren't hearing her and she was assuming that they didn't want to. I would say, like, why don't you go play with those other kids? Let's go play on this other toy. It's okay. Like, you don't have to chase after them. Like, go play with other kids go do other things stepping stone number two was 
this week particularly, Arya was wetting the bed. At like three or four nights in a row, she was wetting her bed, like waking up hysterically crying, saying, I went pee, I went pee. And I go in there and her bed was completely soaking wet, like she was soaking wet from head to toe. We had, I think it had been a good month of us getting her completely off of her pull-ups, getting her to like finally wake up during the night took quite a long time. So again, we went for like a good month of having a stent of her not going to the washroom, like and waking and alerting me that she had to go pee in the middle of the night and us going and doing her thing and then her going right back to bed. This week, that wasn't the case and she was waking up already prior peeing in her bed. I was saying how exhausted I was and this person was made a comment of, oh, are they still in their crib? Because at, and I still do have her in her crib. And I said, yeah, that's not like really what it is though. She has always woken me up and alerted me. And they had said, well, duh, they're wetting the bed. They have no access to get out of their bed. You're kind of essentially trapping them in there and then hoping that you can hear them. And that made me feel guilty because I was like, holy shit, am I the reason that she's wetting her bed? Like, is that why? Is because I still have her in her big girl bed, which in my head I was thinking I wanted to make sure that I was doing each step first. So our first step was getting her potty trained and then getting her potty trained through the night. Then it was switching her bed. All these things went through my head. And then I eventually end up just like kind of pushing aside the, you know, her running after the kids. And then that one comment, because I was like, okay, whatever, it doesn't really matter. It's fine. Stepping stone number three, there was a bunch of parents at the table. They were kind of talking about, oh, when I put my kid to bed, I just think I should just go back in the bed and watch them sleep. Or, oh, when I go on vacation, I just wish I could go right back home and go see my kids. Like, I just miss them so much. And I'll even just go and look at pictures at them because I just want to be around them so much. And I was hearing all these things didn't wasn't talking was just absorbing the conversation and thinking to myself I don't feel that way when I put her down for bed I'm like I'm done when I leave and go for like a sleepover like when she goes for a sleepover or there have been times where Jordan and I have you know had weekend getaways I don't feel like that when I'm gone I'm like I feel relaxed and I'm not worried about her I'm not thinking, oh, I need to get back to her right away. Like, I miss her so damn much. And I just was like, holy fuck, am I a bad mom? Am I a bad parent that I don't feel this way about her? That I don't, when I'm not around her, I don't have this, like, burning urge to run back to her? And again, I was another thing that made me feel really guilty. We end up leaving shortly after the event was done or like kind of wrapping up and whatever, Jordan and I were going to have a date night. So I dropped her off with my mom. She was going to have a sleepover there. All good, all well, packed her stuff, got home. Jordan goes, you know, how was the birthday party? Me, again, because I hadn't quite peaked that like final thing that threw me over the ledge. I was like, yeah, it was fine. It was okay. It was nothing like super important. It was good. It was fine. She didn't really play with anyone. It was all good, whatever. We go 
to leave, went to the movies, the new Guardians of the Galaxies was out, super great movie, very near the end of the movie, I was getting like a bunch of text messages, I just kind of looked at my phone, intuitively felt like I was getting messages or someone was messaging me, and turns out I was right, I was getting messages from my mom saying, I can't get Ari to sleep, she's not going to sleep, where's her sleep sack, Ari has a sleep sack that she sleeps with every single night, it's like almost like a soother for her, kind of like that soothing thing that she has with her, or like a teddy bear. I had forgotten to pack that without realizing it. I just got all of her stuff together, thought in my head that I had packed it. Happens, right? This was the thing that had sent me fully over the effing edge. I start going and panicking. Do I need to leave? Should I leave the movie theater and go grab her her sleep sack? Like, what's going on? How is she doing? Like, are you sure you're not able to try and get her to bed without a blanket? Mom goes, I've been trying to. I don't know what to say. And I say to Jordan, I think I need to leave the theater. I'm going to go grab her sleep sack. I forgot it and meet my stepdad and bring it to him so she can sleep. And then I'll be right back. He kind of was a little bit frustrated because he didn't really see the point of me just leaving and coming back and getting him rather than us just leaving together and then we can watch the end of it another time when it comes out to Disney Plus. So that also gave me that guilt that I was like, I'm, you know, I'm so dumb. Like I should have made sure that I had that freaking sleep sack in the bag. Now we're leaving our theater. Now our date night's ruined and all of these things. Go to the house to get her sleep sack. I start hysterically crying on the way to meet my stepdad. I don't even talk to him. I give him the sleep sack, get in my car. He texts my mom and was like, I don't know what's going on with Taylor. She was hysterically crying, like looked like she'd been crying pretty hard for a while. My mom goes, what's going on? And I'm just fully send release i'm a bad mom i'm such a shitty mom i can't believe i did that i can't believe i forgot her sleep sack and then everything from the event had just came out as well i was like i'm the reason she's wetting her bed i'm the reason why she doesn't have any friends is because she has the traits that i did from a kid and like this whole thing had just like completely unglued and after the fact i had talked to my mom because she was like Like, I'm sorry, sweetie, you're not a bad mom. Like, I'm going to try and put Aria down to relax and just, it's okay, like, try and relax sort of thing. I even call my friend and I'm, like, talking to her and she was like, Taylor, you are not a bad mom. She goes, maybe it is time for her to have a big girl bed, but you didn't know it until this point. This is what has worked up until this point and you can't beat yourself up about this. Take it as a learning curve of like, this is the next stage. And that that's okay. You were not a bad mom because this scenario had came up. It doesn't mean that it's your fault. And it did help me calm down a little bit, but I still had sat in my car for quite a long time just crying because I was so upset about the fact. And now it just made me realize that we do come from a place of love when that mom gets hits because we're not coming at it of you know just automatically getting frustrated there's so many things that have that happened prior to 
that make us feel that way. Whether that's things that have get gotten brought up from our past because you don't want that to happen to your child or a day that maybe your cup is not completely filled and asking yourself, when was the last time I had actually sat down and did something for myself? Whether that comes from like a self-care, getting your hair done, getting your nails done, going to the gym, getting going for a walk outside or doing like different things outside of your bubble, taking up a new hobby like crocheting, coloring, painting, sports, maybe going out with some friends, hanging out with people that really make you feel energetic. You are not a bad mom in those bad moments. That is a weak moment where you're not feeling your 100% and that maybe you need to, first off, let yourself feel those emotions because it is super important to cry. It is super important to acknowledge those emotions because that's how we grow in those times of not feeling our best. We are amazing. We do amazing things and we need to realize that. I hope by listening to the story, even though I felt like it ended up being a lot longer, that you just get an understanding of that you are not alone. And any of those hard times that there's always something to look forward at the end of it and something so precious about being in that moment of that vulnerable state and think of it as a place of love and that's how I've started to think of it ever since that point of that it's not because I hate my life it's just because it's a really fucking complicated thing each day you never know what you're going to get from your kid and you never know where you're going to be at at that point we are human things happen and that is okay to end this episode we're going to end on a high note asking yourself what is two things that you love about being a mom if you need to take a second and think about it because you just need to take a second pause this episode and tell yourself what it is and then come back and I'll share mine the first thing that I love about being a mom is seeing her imagination grow I remember as a child I had the biggest imagination in the world I would just play and like talk to myself and that's where like I remember having my funnest little quote games and it was just me talking to myself and visualizing this like being in the sky or whatever and I see that within her and it just makes my heart grow in the bath her playing with her little toys and making up these like huge elaborate stories And it just is so cute because sometimes they don't make any sense. But I'm like, I just wish I could see what's in her little mind right now because it's just so beautiful and it is so fascinating. The second thing, honestly, is how I've changed as a person becoming a mom. Just honestly, I have noticed becoming a parent, I have so much more strength in my words in my way to express how I feel. And I used to be someone who would completely just shut down because I would like let a bunch of things come over and I would just like kind of slap it on the shoulder. And now I know how to take wearing my heart on my sleeve because that's how I always was. But I would end up 
getting upset with myself, how to take that and run with it and be able to communicate with it because I want my daughter to be able to have that communication. So yeah, those are my two things that I love about being a mom. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you stay tuned for next week's episode. And thank you very much.